Hello and welcome to Everyday Journal number 152, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our brand new Patreon, Evan Lazar. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayjournal. And everybody, quick, get in the car. This is a very impromptu episode. We recorded right as we got home from work and the news dropped that Mind's Desire has been unbidden legacy. So for the first hour or so on this podcast, we're going to share our thoughts on this. We're going to share what we think the stack will look like in the future going forward. And and this hit right as we close the cast. In the show notes, you will also find a decklist by Martin Nielsen, also known as Never Shoot, which he used to go four and one with. So definitely check the show notes. They should be on your podcasting app, but if they are not, check it out on itsjulian.com. And I'm also going to hijack this, what is probably going to be a very exciting episode, to quickly announce that in the next month, we are going to move to a different RSS feed. You don't need to understand what that means. Basically, all the big podcasting platforms and apps that you use, they will auto-update the feed. But, but, in about 5% of cases, this goes wrong for some people. So if you notice that we are not putting out episodes anymore on your feed... Just go back to the website. There will actually be an announcement on Twitter, and I guess we also need to share it somewhere. So I'm also going to show it on its, uh, share it on its studio.com because after three years in the making of me just being a complete amateur about web design, our new website is actually going to come out. And that's why we are moving the RSS feed. I'm not going to bore you with the details. Nobody cares about that. It's going to work. But if it doesn't, hit me up on Twitter at itsjulian23 or send an email to julian at itsjulian.com and we'll work it out. Super excited for this. Incredibly excited. Almost as excited. Actually, more excited even than I am for the unban of uh, Mind's Desire. And I just wanted to put this out there. I'm going to put reminders on the next two or three episodes because the actual change is only going to happen in something like a month. But I know some of you, you know, you're sometimes unfaithful. Sometimes some of you skip an episode and they might not get the news. So this is it. And there will be more news in the future. And now let's dive into what's one of the most exciting episodes in recent memory. That guy who brought in uh, Grafdigger's cage. Yeah, dude. Dude, like that was like that was a mind blowing moment. Like I didn't know that you can get that you don't care about Grafdigger's cage. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like, wh- why should I know that? Because like it looks <laughs> it, it looks so obvious, right? Like if you play Living End, your opponent plays Grafdigger's cage, it's probably lights out. That's why. <laughs> like I love how in paper, if you were like all on your own, you would have been like, oh damn, I'm never gonna cast a spell. Oh, I mean, okay, this is the I'm same dead. as Pithy Needle and Lion's Eye Diamond, right? Yeah, yeah, I was well, well. I'm smart enough to get that, but the the grafting escape is seriously. That was like next level to me. Like I feel, dude, that was a. It's weird. I, I actually, yeah. I had that happen to me at GP Prague 2014, and somebody played Grafdigger's Cage, and I did the whole Hollywooding. Like, I'm like, oh my god, no, oh shit, oh damn. <laughs> and then, like, as I was almost dead, I'm like, okay, here goes nothing. 
And then I literally told him, okay, and now all my stuff comes to play. No, no, no. And yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it, also like the, the templating is so weird. It right? yeah. No, but it's it's literally says it on the card. Like if you read. Oh, thank read you. The card, <laughs> think, no, but th this is not a case of like. It, this like, is not like a hidden rule. <laughs> so Grafdigger's cage stops creatures entering from the graveyard. Living End says each player exiles all creature cards from the graveyard, then sacrifices, then puts all cards exiled this way onto the battlefield. So they come in from exile. Like, you know, it literally says on the card. Just read the card, guys. It's easy. Yeah, well, thank you, Sensei. But the, th <laughs> the, but the thing is, like, if you play so much Magic, is like at some point you you, you stop reading those cards right you, you just look at the artwork so, i mean there's just like a bunch of like dad people coming and coming back to the battlefield <laughs> of course they're gonna get stopped by grafticus cage but yeah. like no yeah when, true, once you get true. to a certain level you just play the vibes you know yeah, like, how i told you how i missed like top 8 at mkm because i thought thing in the eyes had flying because it just like it looked like it had flying <laughs> and see dude <laughs> yeah, but that, dude, it's a sea monster. I mean, the sea is like not a, a no non-flying zone or something. Like, come this, on, this, this is worse than Kai's. Well, there, there are. Now. To this be fair, is... there are flying fish out there, so uh, you know. There, yeah, I, there's I can... also like birds and shit, and like flying sea monsters. <laughs> I don't that... know. It made sense to me. <laughs> you deserve <laughs> that anyway, one. I'm sorry. Yeah, anyway, guys, um, this this is like the universe giving us like completely throwing everything apart and giving us a, a, a an actual topic to talk about. Right? Because mm -hmm. we were going to look back at a couple of things that happened over the last weeks, and I think we are still going to touch on at least one of those decks. But holy shit, like... Wait, did something happen? Did something happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, Preordain oh. got unbent modern. Yo, let's go! Yo, yeah, let's go! <laughs> Preordain, Team Preordain. Kai, I told you about the Preordain cast, right? Dude, <laughs> yeah! Finally, we can start an actual podcast right now. Serum Vision's cast is dead. Holy oh, Serum yeah, 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 Serum Vision is no, like, like really yesterday. Anyways. <laughs> oh my goodness! But like, I, I, like, uh, just to quickly touch on the the preordain thing. Like, I like the um the argument behind unbanning preordain. It's like, you know, you you got Okish Bowbuster. Like, they they gotta take care of it anyway. So uh, you can you can have that <laughs> shitty cantrip or whatever they thought. And to be fair though, like, if if this was Ponder, I think a, um, a lot of people might have had like a way different reaction because Ponder is just really overpowered and preordain is like, dude, like people in Pauper play preordain, uh, pre right? Actually, so, they do. Yeah, they <laughs> do. Yeah, it's Preordain's better in, like than Brainstorm and Pauper. Yeah, it's, it's, Until they got all the land cyclers recently, probably. But it was better because there's less shuffle effects, or like the fetches are worse and stuff. Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. I, I mean, this is a joke now. But Preordain is probably. <laughs> you I know, what just going to like Preordain for like half an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so here's my here's my analysis. I think it's good in blue decks and not very good in not blue decks. Oh man, and like I would question that. Please, yeah. please sub to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, please sub, to, please sub to Callum's Patreon. It's so secret, we don't even know about it. No. Kai, <laughs> you were going to make one, right? Or something? Uh, yeah, I was going to. Um... So is that going to be like a secret tier where like you paint somebody, like you paint Pokemon as like French cars? Like oh, in well, and stuff? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but I had, um, I had a coaching session like the other day where... Um, well, where the student Can you speak basically to me in the voice of Misty from Pokemon during the entire coaching session, I would pay oh extra. Gosh, dude, that's like so that annoying. Like, like her, her voice is like so obnoxious. Holy smokes! I don't know. Like, I thought I should. Anyway, I, you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but like, yeah, that, like the, the guy, he just wanted to do cantrips for two hours. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not AJ Sahar, 
but we can still go through a couple of like you know like ponder brainstorm um, do's and don'ts and things like, like no, that no i get and off on like, cantrips no yeah <laughs> like for you and I, I think like there's been like a lot of i uh, also like um articles like written i think in the past about like when to cast preordain over ponder and blah 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 and you like know, some, I, I've told hmm? this before, but somebody once blew my mind. Like when I learned magic, and and then at some point I learned vintage, which felt which felt like a completely different skill. And like yo, you have to practice it every once in a while because every time I go back into vintage, I'm like, okay, um, well, how does it actually work? Anyway, uh, one of those like vintage gurus in in Germany, uh, Florian, fuck, uh, no, actually I don't remember the name. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, his name. Like, <laughs> well, we called him Bisamratte, but Florian. I don't, uh, just, just just call him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he like won so much, and he at some point he told me, you know, Julian, sometimes Ponda is better than Ancestral Recall. I'm like, whoa, this guy is full of shit. And then, like, when you think about it, like, you guys can figure it out, right? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, they're so, both restricted. No, no, no. So, so here's the thing. Let's say you're looking for a very specific card. It sees four rather than oh, three. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. And like, you don't well. have extra mana to spend on like the extra... Like, technically, eh. you could factor in that you draw extra mana. But on, on certain situations, it's technically I mean, better. It's like saying Brainstorm is better than Ancestral because you can hide yeah. the thing or put something back. Like, it is better than the time. And it's it's more better than Ponder, but like it's still not as good. It's yeah. more better than Ponder, I, mean, I like it. Right. <laughs> like, you know, if, if you keep talking about this, like in 10 minutes, we might end up at the, like Serum Vision's probably like better than all of them combined. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Serum Vision's better are... than Recall when you don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just draw a random card and then scribe it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but here's here's the big thing. By the way, guys, I just shared show notes um, in case you you haven't had them yet. So yeah, here here here's the the big thing. Mind's desire got unbanned, and I think there has been a point in Legacy's past where this would have completely blown everybody's mind. Pew 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 pew. Also, the artwork is insane, yeah. right? I, oh, I just my like goodness. it's it's like top five artworks ever for me in Magic. Who actually made that? Ron Ron Spencer Stucker is yeah. that crazy? Oh, like, yeah. These days, like when you have Magic artists, you have to be like, oh, is this a crazy person? No. Oh, anyway. Ron, <laughs> yeah, Ron Spencer did a lot of crazy art back then. Like all the ones that are a little bizarre and have like a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Like mine's eye is like pretty pretty like. I don't want to say a stock image of Ron Spencer, but he he's been doing he, <laughs> okay. he's been he's been doing a lot of a lot of weird stuff, um, especially um, during those old sets. But like this is kind of unreal to me um, because like like when I, like it's mindset like mind desire was the reason for me to start vintage in 2015. Nice. Yeah, well, just very quickly, Ron Spencer did Cabal Therapy, so he's the best artist ever. Oh heck yeah, Ooh, that's another great one. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so you you started this with vintage. Oh, like, yeah, because, um, so I, like, back then, like, 2015 was, like, my, I want to say, the, the golden age, probably, for, for me as a Storm player, at least, and, um, like, and I was, like, I was playing all the Storm decks in all formats, like, played a little bit of, like, the, the Gifts Ungiven Storm in, in Modern, played Adnos and Tendrils in Legacy, and then I also wanted, like, tip my dose a little bit into, into Vintage, and, like, I thought, okay, well, like, what's the coolest thing you can do in Vintage for as a Storm deck, right? And obviously, there's, like, Wheel of Fortune and, and, and all these, like, Broken Tutors, but Mind's Desire as an engine was really appealing to me back then because you can you can cast a bunch of boxing and, you know, and then, then you are, your reveals are also going to be busted because you reveal things like, I don't know, Dark Petition, for example. Okay, I guess you can also play that in Legacy, but you can also, like, reveal anything like Wheel of Fortune, for example, and, and like, more Lotus and, and, and LEDs and... and Yagmos worlds and whatnot, mm -hmm. and um, you just got you, high on the card, pretty much. I got really high on card, <laughs> on the card, yeah, because it was so much fun, right? Like casting that, like, like to, 
it is never not fun to cast Mind's Desire. That's oh, true. It, it I, mean, I, I guess changes. if you do it for one. so fun as well. <laughs> if you do it for one. Imagine if you do it for one, then you hit the second and third and the fourth. It's just yeah. like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so you've just answered your own question. Imagine how lame it would be to do one. And you're like, oh, wait, actually, that's quite exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, what if the one, well, yeah, but what if the one is another Mind's Desire? Then, you know, it just keeps rolling. Yeah, yeah, you got your like your three and forty something chance. Like, yeah, I guess I could see it. <laughs> oh, guys, this is exciting. Yeah, um, I guess everybody knows what Mind Desire does, but to quickly remind you, it's a sorcery from Scorch. It's four colorless and two blue. Shuffle your library, then remove the top card from your library from the game until end of turn. You may play it as though it were in your hand without paying its mana cost, and of course, it has Storm. So I guess the obvious thing first is you don't have to cast a card right away. You can resolve the other copies. But if you want to, you can actually, I'm pretty sure you can even play sorceries during the and creatures during the resolution of Mind's Desire copies. Am I correct on this? No, I, I mean, believe so, no. No, you, you, no? You, I mean, you got, no. The you got the storm trigger, right? Yeah. So it like each one is a separate instance of like Mind's Desire in the stack and then instance obviously so if you like you know, have 10 Mind's Desires in the stack and then the first one hits an instant then you have priority again you can cast it but the Mind's Desire itself doesn't um, get over the time restrictions so you can't okay, cast right. the creature. Okay so I'm, I'm just trying to remember this because I as some of you probably also do remember um, Heartbeat Desire or Heartbeat combo in 2005 and extended in the hands of Chris McDaniel aka Star Wars Kid. At, at Pro Tour Los Angeles 2005, one of the greatest Pro Tours ever. And I remember like one of the tricks was casting your spells to um, during the resolution of Mind's Desire copies. But I think that one then only impacted like, I guess, instance. There, there weren't really any, in like I guess, fict fact of fiction sometimes. Yeah, anyway, mm -hmm. so, so yeah. That's a very good right. instant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the listener moment for a short moment, but yeah, overall this card, it has been banned since the inception of Legacy, right? This card has never been legal in Legacy, and now we're getting to play with it. Is that like 20 years-ish? Well, no. Legacy was like made a format in 2004, before it like existed. Yeah, yeah but you're close. 19 yeah, right, years. Actually, okay. 19 years, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. getting old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's even allowed to drink beer like in most places of the world. <laughs> I mean, if you come from Scorch, it actually is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited to like see what the card does we'll get into if we think it'll make an impact and everything but first of all i am most excited for the precedent the sets like everyone says when a card is like banned or not legal in legacy it's just in that hole forever and you just don't touch that hole it's it's scary down there and you don't touch it <laughs> some things can stay down there like oko that can just stay in the very bottom and never ever get touched again but there's a lot of things i mean everyone knows and i think everyone agrees that there is a bunch of cards on the legacy ban list that really could be unbanned and Mind's Desire has always been one that's kind of like people are unsure. So it's probably one of the most exciting ones they could have done. I think everyone agrees something like Earthcraft is just really bad and could it be unbanned. But that would just be like really boring, right? Everyone would be like, okay, finally you did it. Hooray, well done. But this is interesting. This is this is cool. It's exciting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm betting Earthcraft is like the payoff to the un to, to, to the Earthcraft herders. But yeah. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> Im imagine if Wizards of the Coast just unbanned like a cantrip for each format. They go like pre-order and for modern and for legacy we got a frantic search. There you go. I mean that's another one that <laughs> would go so well with Mind's Desire actually. But um just it to would. finish yeah. to finish what I was meaning quickly, like the precedent this sets is like it's they've they've looked at legacy and thought, you know what? we can actually look at this unbanned list. And that is opening a huge, exciting pot of gold of like unbanning other things. Now, it remains to be seen if they'll actually touch reserve list cards, because I would love like survival to be unbanned as well. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> I would love that. But 
the idea is out there that they are actually Let looking at and thinking <laughs> and unbanning legacy cards. And to me, that is, this is a whole new kind of way of looking at the legacy ban list. Like they will do it. So I'm just excited for that. And I'm excited to see what the card does. As I said, I said just now, like it's an exciting card. So it's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. We actually had a banlist episode not too long ago, right? And Neaton from our Discord actually went through it uh, right after it was unbanned to provide what we actually said back then. So oh, Kai was saying, okay, uh, the card should be unbanned, but put in a watch list. <sighs> oh, the most boring take you could have. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you very much for contributing. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't much better. I thought it was like that Galvanic Relay is better. And I guess we can like quickly talk about that card uh, right after because there's... Uh, well, actually, okay. So I said Galvanic Relay is better, which I stand by. Callum agrees that... Oh, unbanned but watchless guys. Seriously, what Sorry, is this? Uh, <laughs> dude, this is such a scary card. Like, like, like. There's no. The thing is, like, there's no other card in Magic that does something like this. Like, not a lot. I don't think there's any card that does something like this. Yeah, I think. I think uh, at this point, it's worth just saying like how it can go so crazy. So anyone that's not played with or seen the card before, what's the most powerful is you get like a storm count of six or seven up or something play some lowest pearls and dark rituals or right of flames and then the first mind's desire can hit a second mind's desire and when you cast the second mind's desire it then triggers storm again but you also have the extra storm of all the other cast cards you've cast with the first mind's desire and so you can in theory just chain into all four of your mind's desires and cast your whole library if it works yeah, i think once you hit the second desire with like a decent storm count from the first one there's there's a pretty good chance right yeah you hit pretty the second chance, one yeah like, and then the third, like, okay, and then... so, so when you're saying like a good a good desire, like at which storm do you like do you feel like oh my god, this is probably gonna win the game? I think like seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that thing. It really depends on the deck you've built. Um if you have time spiral, probably like six, seven, because you're you're looking for time spiral or a minus desire to carry on going. Um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I I, yeah, I was also feeling yeah. seven, like with seven I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, yeah, like I mentioned, it depends on how you build the yeah. deck. Might be full of air, but yeah. What, what I like about the card, which is potentially one of the most scary things, but it makes um, like counter magic playing against these kind of decks. Do you counter the enable or the payoff? Often it was very right to like counter the 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 payoff. Sorry, and the trap you'd fall into is that against dark ritual decks, you'd like wait for the infernal tutor, but then the thought sees you after casting some dark rituals. So sometimes it's right to go after dark ritual. Now it's even more risky because they're. Their um, payoff has Storm, so your yeah. Fortress Will doesn't do anything, really. Did, do you the, know that feeling the, the, when you're playing this, against this, Storm? This is like it, Jonathan Alexander quote from 2012, you know, where he goes, like, grinding stage. You're just going to play, like, a bunch of tendrils instead. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to say, right? Do you know the feeling when you play against Storm? When, when you feel like, okay, I'm going to counter the payoff, and, like, after the third ritual, you feel like, they have tendrils in hand, don't they? Yeah, Shit. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Heck and then yeah. you're just dead anyway. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you, like if you bottleneck them for one turn and then like that's an, everything you need to take, but you you really can only do that on the early retros and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm excited. I'm super excited for my decision. Should, should we go over the 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 unbanned decision? Um, actually, Carmen Handy wrote that. Actually, uh, let's let's just do a quick like recap on how we feel because I want to hear if you still think it's uh, Galvin Relay is better. Kai, do you stick with your unbanned but watch list? Um. Well, as lame as it is, um, <laughs> sort of. So, like, the, 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 the thing that, uh, like, the one reason why Mind's Desire is not completely busted is that it's a, still a six-mana sorcery, right? Like, it's pretty heavy. It's only mm -hmm. one mana um, less than um, Peer into the Abyss, for example, which is a game-ender. Like, if you if you resolve Peer into the Abyss, like, you, you basically win the game. Um, with Mind's Desire, like, it costs a mana less... 
you don't need any life. Like, if, if you have one life and no graveyard, you can still win, which is pretty appealing. Um, mm-hmm. And Storm is really hard to counter, and not a lot of people play Blaster Storm these days. It's all like Force of Wills, Force of Negations, and Dazes and Power Blasts. So that's really nice. Um, but you also have to get to six mana. And if the format this quote-unquote fast and disruptive, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can like... Um, you know, execute that game plan to to go to to get like a reasonable amount of like storm and six mana, mm-hmm. um, in, yeah. com- in comparison to like other decks. You know, like other decks might just kill you before you do that. So, Julian, what do you think? Uh, I'm actually wondering: is there like a category of unban but no watch list? Like nobody ever says that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're gonna unban this, but we're not gonna watch it. It's like okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I honestly feel pretty much completely fine about this. I mean, I might be an, end up eating my words. I'm probably like very influenced by uh, what we did during Legacy Unchained, which we'll talk about in a moment, which was a like an unban tournament we did four years ago where this kept fun horribly. Uh, part of it was that we didn't probably like build the decks to the. To no, the I think best. I built a blue red version and everyone just copied it. So I mean, that was actually what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we had five and nine in the entire tournament, so nice. not exactly exact. But yeah, uh, what else? I, I I'm just curious to see which archetype is actually gonna adopt this because it's not 100% clear to me. Like I'm leaning towards something like black, uh, blue, red, or blue black. Right, there are a couple of cards that work well with it by. Uh, acting as additional copies of Mind Seasire post Mind Seasire, but they are not that great pre-Mind Seasire. I guess we can quickly talk about them as, as we are here right now. So that's yeah. um, the, the first one that came to my mind was Sins of the Past, because that's what people used back in Extended um, to try to make a blue-black deck. Because uh, as I mentioned, we're going to link to this, the original Mind Seasire deck in Extended was blue-green. It used Heartbeat of Spring to basically make... It's a mana flare. It makes all of your lands for tap for... De- uh, actually, both players' lands, if I remember correctly, tap for double. Mm-hmm. And then used like uh, Early Harvest to untap all of your lands and stuff to make a lot of mana. And then Mind Seasire to like Gifts and Given, uh, Fact of Fiction, Cunning Wish, Nostalgic Dreams, what have you, and eventually just win by Brain Freezing. Uh, that's that's what they did. Uh, since of the past, I guess I should say what it does. It's a sorcery for colorless and two black. Until end of turn, you may play target instant the sorcery card in your graveyard without paying its mana cost. And then, like, the sorcery instants of the past exile themselves. So it's basically another Mind's Desire if you hit it, but pre-Mind's Desire does next to nothing unless one of them got countered or, like, you played a small Desire, then you can tr- try to get it going again. Um, not the most exciting card in like six mana just rotting in your hand not exciting then there's invoke calamity it's an instant for one colorless and four red you may cast up to two instant and or sorcery spells with total converted mana cost six or less from your graveyard and or hand without paying the mana cost if those spells would be put into your graveyard exile them again so it's basically like the same but it also works from your hand like you can also cast stuff from your hand when would you ever do that actually I guess he would just like cast. I guess it gives well, you additional you storm in your hand, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, it gives yeah. you additional storm, and it's a way to. It's like kind of manamorphosing your mana, like red mana, to be able to cast. Oh, it. true, true. And it's one less, so it's like plus one storm, plus one mana. Um, you could like then cast like rituals off it as well. My first impression was, like, oh wow, this is like an instant, so you can do like paradic ritual and um, <laughs> what's what's the other one? Desperate ritual. And then you could use it with like Baral or something as well to reduce their costs. And then you could cast it pretty easily with like Pass in Flames, like playing two or three main net Pass in Flames kind of thing. But 
at the end of the day, this card is just like, I don't know, plus one storm, plus one mana, and then fixes your mana sometimes. It feels a bit weak. Yeah, yeah. I'm also not excited. Like, also, since of the past, I it, it feels yeah. like a card of the past, really. Not a, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> like, a card that doesn't do anything until you're, like, going into your combo turn, really. Yeah. And yeah. going off already, so yeah. And here's the last one. Mitzix Mid Master. I'm so happy I never needed to pronounce this before because Mizzixes. I just realized. What? Mizixes. Uh, I, I trust you on that. <laughs> that. That card actually we used during Legacy Unbound, uh, Legacy Unchained, and that is exile target card that's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. For each card exiled this way, copy it, and you may cast a copy without paying its mana cost. Exile Mizix Mastery, and it has overload eight. So this casts Mindseasire from your graveyard for four, right? I like it because you. What mm -hmm. I, my idea for this was that you can faithless Luli into the graveyard, or you could into my guess, or you can like <laughs> sorcery reanimator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, but like you know, if you're playing in tomb, why aren't you getting Grizzlebrand? Good question. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you play in tomb with it. But I liked it with faithless looting That's and four mana is a lot easier to get like a bit of a stormcat up after some cantrips, like ponder, ponder, brainstorm, ritual, ritual, mastery. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, oh, inter interesting, interesting. Like it's 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 kind of it's kind of interesting to see that um that you guys like tr try to cast Mindsizer like as, uh, for as, the cheapest cost, right? But mm. make it more vulnerable to to um to graveyard hate, which is uh, exactly what Mindsizer's strengths are. I think is that it doesn't care about the graveyard and it doesn't care about your life totals. So like like. It, like for for like for all the time like I've been, um, I've played Storm it was it was always like okay so like what kind of hate can I can I uh, blank from my opponent right like do they have graveyard hate or do they attack my life total really quickly or do they have just a truckload of discard or counters and like Mind's Desire kind of beats almost all those things mm -hmm. except mm -hmm. that it's expensive so like I would probably like when if if I build a, a Mind's Desire deck I probably try to build a really consistent deck that just does, does not use the graveyard or your life total as a resource like at all so you're basically and building high tide kind of kind of like i, I want to build a better high tide maybe <laughs> <laughs> you and a, a couple million people in the world <laughs> no like but seriously i think like the, the card i'm the most interested in, in flipping with mine desire is probably dark petition um that card has not seen any play like since uh we got the fish claw talisman i believe but like, if you flip dark, that's that's absurd to me. Like, you get a demonic tutor and a dark ritual for free because, like, if if you flip dark petition with Mind's Desire, like, you technically don't need as much of a storm count, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you, yeah, you can yeah, kind of yeah. continue from there. So, um, yeah, I don't know, like, uh, some sort of like a dark ritual, Kovol ritual, LEDs, but if. It's maybe instead of Infernal Tutors, you, you play maybe like the full set of um, Dark Petitions. Uh, and this could like completely fail, but um, that's at least what I did back in the day when I, when I picked up this Mind's Desire Storm deck in Vintage. Like the core idea was to, you know, play like a, um, a full playset of Dark Petitions and you you find either like Necro or you, you find one of your like Wheel of Fortunes or you find Mind's Desire and then you, your flips are insane because not only do you hit more Moxen and, and Mana, but also engines like mine's desire for example yeah yeah that's a good point good point like opening yourself up to these surgicals or whatever like you don't, just don't need to i mean we're also like with this where we're basically building trying to increase the the ceiling as in we want to hit the second mine's desire and that's why we're adding additional copies of mine's desire but kai actually found the one that doesn't use the graveyard in dark petition i like that a lot yeah like dark petition itself is a little like 
quote unquote soft to to graveyard hate a little bit if you wanna like if you wanna blanket. Uh, it's slightly terrible, but people played Dark Petition when Deathrite Chairman was legal. So uh, yeah, you I know. was gonna say like it's 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 weak to like basically nuking graveyard effects, but like surgical and stuff. That's actually ha huh, that's interesting. Surgical also kind of works right because you can only cast Dark Petition once Mind Seizures in a graveyard. And uh, then you cast Dark Petition, and then they they surgical mind seizure in response. I oh mean, yeah, you but, can probably but, but, like find another way to to win the game from there, hopefully. But yeah, yeah if you, you have, if you have a tendrils in your deck, and you have like adding three black mana plus the Dark Petition, searching for the tendrils, right. and the other things off desire to cast is probably okay. Oh totally, yeah. yeah. You gotta you gotta figure it out. You know, like yeah. okay. But that, that actually makes me wonder: um, is this fixing a problem that that Nauseam tendrils very clearly has right now? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, counter magic has never been its problem, right? Yeah. Um, I guess this one, like, counter magic is a problem for Storm. I know Storm can be built to beat it. Like, you can play Veils or whatever defense grid. City of Solitude, as we talked about the other day. <laughs> like, Storm can definitely beat counter magic, but it doesn't It doesn't have the space in the sideboard to afford that very often because you need to fight the chalices and the trinospheres and blood moony stuff and all that kind of crap. So, like... I think Storm does lose to counter spells sometimes. So it's not as free, but Mind's Desire gets to. It's just so much better. It's like inbuilt good against counter spells, except for yeah. Foster Storm in like, a way. Yeah, I don't think that store like Ethnos and Tendrils didn't didn't get like the, the the deck is still fine. It's just that like every other deck in the format has a, such a like strong gameplay. You know that they got so many tools. Like while you preordain him and ponder until turn three or four your opponents play fable of the mirror breaker or they play like an initiative creature or they cast doomsday and, and, and win the same turn or yeah. they cast like you know uh maybe like a game winning minskimbu or like the one ring you know like those kind of cards like the, those like quote unquote like snowbally value cards even like teferi tamrabla or Nasset, you know like those cards are have a huge impact on the game on uh, as soon as turn two i think and um while the storm deck really doesn't do much until the actual combo turn like mm -hmm. it's kind of it's kind of underwhelming what storm does until the combo turns maybe like what i'm trying to say here yeah so ba basically what you're saying is it it does have an issue against counter spells because it has to like address a lot of other things so we f f what i'm getting here is we're not really solving problems right because this this still doesn't address the the problem of the other decks doing something on the first three turns that that storm um, well, it's not. Yeah, like maybe. Like, I remember back, uh, like back in the day. Like, um, I, I, I'm gonna quote myself here, but like, I, I did a quote once where I said, like, if he can play Force of Will in at Nausum Tendrils, the deck is in incredible, right? Like something okay. like that I, is, is what I said. And Mansezai is a blue card, and maybe like in Dark Petition is already like a has a built-in low um led so, so to speak right because you don't have to get um, go hellbent to to cast um dark mm -hmm, petition mm -hmm. so like maybe there is some way to build an ethnos internal stack with force of will and if that's possible then that can solve a lot of problems and then you probably also play preordain in it <laughs> i mean it just got unbanned in modern so yeah you know what <laughs> i want to see kai i want to see you go like uh doomsday resolves Mind Seasire for the entire pile. God Easy go. It, Let's do nice. it. <laughs> yeah, into five oracles. It, the, it most, is... the most unnecessary. Five oracles. <laughs> and then your opponent is like top up. You're like, okay, beat down. Let's go. <laughs> what Mind Seasire also has going for it, similar to what like Kai just said about the graveyard, is Ant uses like Pass and Flames usually, but also Lion's Eye Diamond is obviously one of the best cards in the deck. But I think LED doesn't go in Mind Seasire, at least like from first instincts. 
there will be versions with it, but you could you could definitely build miners out without LED, and there'll be like high tidy versions and stuff, or just more rituals just with Lotus. I saw petals. a Lotus Field version, which was basically yeah. like tw Twiddle, Twiddle, Desire. Um, yeah, so actually, like, it was a deck. So well, like, no, and being weak to Null Rod and stuff, miners I will probably sidestep most of the time, and not not using the graveyard as Kai said. So it's got those going for it as well. It's kind of like the way you play towards Mind's Desire just makes you more resilient to some of the usual hate. Okay. By the way, we, we or at least I mentioned a lot of, hey, we will talk about this in a moment, and then we were get so excited and we never addressed it. Um, <laughs> why don't we quickly go back to Galvanic Relay and how oh, yeah. that um, works compared to Mind's Desire? Because I remember I, I said that I think it's the better card, but I also believe it's it's not necessarily the best card on the ban list to compare against. Do you know like which card this reminds me much more of? Galvanic we Relay? Uh, oh, that's a card on the ban list. Yeah, Necro, bargain. right? Oh, yeah. Necro, okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Because it shares that, that property, right? Of you get the payoff, but only on the next turn. And so it very much feels like Necro. So it's it's not necessarily the best card to compare against, even though they uh, both are basically like Storm engines. Um, and I think it's a better card. Like, it's one of the cards that had one of the biggest impacts on the Epic Storm and completely revolutionized the deck and also the way it plays against like Tempo decks and stuff. So. I think that's the better card. Uh, Mind Seizer, of course, is like the much higher ceiling. Like it can like, <laughs> it can just like do everything. It's one of the yeah. most exciting cards in Magic. Like nobody's out there is like, oh yeah, Gavinic Relay. Oh yeah, I can't. I, can't. I, I mean, yeah, I guess some people are, but like, <laughs> yeah, well, come on, it's Mind Seizer. It's I like a Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say about Gavinic Relay. And we already touched on Legacy Unchained, which is another thing that we put off to, oh, God, we're going to mention in a moment. Legacy Unchained was organized by Min Max Block in 2019. Uh, I think you were also involved in some way. It was actually Out me, and they helped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though. Dude, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, no, I only they remember off, it was like published on their block. They offered to host it, and then they did help a ton. Actually, but, do you want to explain over us now that you actually like, it, you, you, you it, came it, up with it? It was my idea, and it was not very well... Um, done was, yeah we, we, we learned i get it i get it but it was an idea i didn't really know many people then but i was like i i always love new things and new cards and unbans like bands i like to an extent because i usually don't like the cards but i i love unbans and i love new exciting cards that aren't too obnoxious um so i just wanted to see how lots of these cards would look like unbans so i decided to like reach out to a bunch of people and as I got more and more people like yourself, Julian, on board, using your names, I got even more people involved. So I ended up getting like all the cool legacy players. And I was a, I was a nobody at that point, but I was just like, right, I'm going to get everyone to everyone cool to play this thing. Um, so you yeah, didn't we, invite Kai? Come on. I, I invited Kai and he said no straight away. So yeah, oh, that's exactly what I said. Mr. Robot is way too cool for this. Um, anyway, the idea was like, you know, everyone would build some decks using these band cards and then i wanted to get like a feel for all the different cards um get a higher sample size not like one match and one person choose one thing so it ended up being too much work in the end but we unbanned do you have the list in front of you uh i i should but i don't know we didn't unban everything there was no like demonic tutor or vampiric tutor i think mostly no tutors but there was like mind's desire wheel of fortune frantic search you you want me to go through the cards that we unbanned? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we unbanned Deathrite Shaman, Earthcraft, Frantic Search, Gataxian Probe, Goblin Recruiter, Hermit Druid, Mana Drain, Mind Desire, Mind Twist, Survival of the Fittest, Senses Divining Top, Wheel of Fortune, Vinefall, Jackmoth's Bargain, and we also unbanned Dig Through Time, but it came with the uh, the condition that you only played in one of your five submitted decks. <laughs> yeah, because 
we kind of knew that that one was too good but it was like we wanted to have some fun with it yeah um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so my society one of them so we did a survey which i forgot about and you managed to pull up and as you said so nine out of 18 of the players wanted it unbanned so half that's pretty interesting and you nicely caught that julian you and myself did not want to unbanned so i'm going to completely backtrack on that and say i was wrong there um, well, actually, let, let me pull up the reasoning because we also had to put up um, our, put in our reasoning. So I said uh, we probably just haven't figured out how to break it yet. Yeah. And which is also like a cheap answer. And oh, dude, you submitted like like an entire article almost on every card. Okay, so I need I need to actually put you on the big screen because my Ooh, small dear. screen can't. Well, being oh. being the person who wanted to get the whole thing rolling, I had to had to have opinions okay. on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you said. This card seems to be one of the most controversial ones on the list. Some people think it's very good, other things it's busted. I lean towards the later, but I'm excited to see how it pans out in this league. Yeah, so I thought it'd be better than it was. Um, I think clearly. a lot of people thought it would be better than it was. Yeah, I, I noticed like Rodrigo said it's busted and should be unbanned as well. And I don't know, so basically it did, so it went five and nine as you caught in, in all the matches and stuff. Um, as you said, also, they're like, notably, all the other decks it's playing against are way more powerful. But it also did get Probe, Wheel of Fortune, Frantic Search, and Dig Through Time sometimes, and Windfall. So it, it wasn't really a good test to see how the card is. Um, but I don't know. Like, there's so much hate and legacy that stops this card even now, even without other decks being more powerful. That Yeah, I, I'm just... The more I think about it, the more I think about how to build the deck the more I'm like, yeah, it's good against counter magic, but it's still going to struggle against like the Thorn or Spheres and Trinosphere or... Uh, Mindbreak Trap is really good against the deck as well. Mindbreak Trap works really well. I, we already touched on this list. So what exactly works well against this? So if you're listening and you're wondering how do I fight Lamine Cesar, what do I need to equip myself with for the next at least like couple of weeks as everybody tries it? Yeah, so not really <laughs> Force of Will, Days and um imagine basing a mind Sire copy and that's the one that would have otherwise killed you <laughs> oh my goodness oh I've got, a, I've got a story just very quick tangent i played so we used to do monthly vintage like meetups in a pub um years ago and i was always playing really weird stuff so i made like a triskai decaphobia deck and i made a crush of tentacles deck and it was all terrible really but you have black loads in your deck so it doesn't matter and one time i built tin fins but it had one mind desire with like dt and stuff in there and I was playing against blue white moat control snorefest, and I I thought season the turn before you can tell I remember every single detail, so it's really painful. <laughs> I thought season the turn before they had nothing, coast is clear, so I untap, get my mana, and then go for like a hail mary three of mind's desire, and they top decked a fluster storm, and I had some mana to pay. Oh, so I had a bigger mind's desire. They top decked fluster storm, counted all but three. I flipped like nothing, nothing, nothing. And the fourth card was Emrakul. And I was just really upset <laughs> that this fucking top deck Thunderstorm stopped me mind desiring into Emrakul, the, the Aeon's Torm. Oh my goodness. Anyway, that's my scar I'll carry for years. Um, but what you do want is Flusterstorm is very good because, you know, Flusterstorm obviously has Storm as well. So if they tap out to go for the Mind's Desire, you can then put lots of your copies on copies of the Mind's Desire, counter all of it. Stifle's pretty good. Like they still get the totally. original Mind's Desire, but Stifling the Storm Trigger is pretty strong. Um, yeah. Mind Break Trap, very good. So you can let the Mind's Desires resolve and then, uh, actually, that's probably bad. <laughs> yeah. But but to get for them to get no, the Storm... No, no, wait, wait, sorry, wait, wait. It, 
It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, the 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 copy's gone in the stack. I'm going crazy. Ignore ignore what I just said. I actually I had the same exact like error <laughs> in, my, in my head yeah, yeah. As, as I was like preparing for the for the, the episode. They want to get like more than two storm ups. They're going to cast more than three spells. The mind's desire being probably the seventh or eighth, whatever. And then you can let the storm trigger resolve. It all goes in the stack, and then you mind break trap all of them, and they go away. So mind break trap is very good. Um, it all depends. And, and also notably, that gets around Veil of Summer. Yeah, true. Just a good point. Because I, okay. I can see these decks playing green for sure. Um, it really then depends on where they land. If they're like a Dark Ritual deck or a, a Rite of Flame deck or Time Spiral deck with High Tide. So it depends. But I think stuff like Thorn of Amethyst will be just very, very strong against these kind of decks. Because the, the thing about like the thing about Thorn of Amethyst though is if they if they have like some mana floating, then they, they can actually they don't know what they're gonna hit. Yeah, right? so, but yeah, it's also yeah, like yeah. it's a six mana sorcerer. It's hard to get Storm up and then cast it as well. Yeah, you're right. As thought of it's going to be absolutely insane, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah you're, you're very much right. They'll be playing blue. They'll have, like, Echoing Truth or whatever, like, they'll, as Ant does as well. You want, like, ways to kind of protect it or get more of these things down. But stuff like that and Trinisphere is amazing. Ethos One Canonist. Um, I, I still can't believe that, like, it's the year 2023 and Echoing Truth is still a card in Legacy. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's just, like, it's been just around great. for so long. It's, like, one of those cards that... that like, bad, utility eh? cards... They don't really like make it very far, like very deep into the history of a format, unless they're like I don't know, like brainstorm or, or yeah. force. But like this it's, bounce spell has been cool. around since the beginning of, of well, whenever it was printed. And now we still play. It's like literally like a slightly better boomerang. They probably play Brazen Borrow now, which is a bit boring. But um. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. What? somewhere like Echoing Truth was like, oh, at least somebody remembered me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. For a very short moment, its, it's eyes slid up, and yeah, okay. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah canonist I'm, I'm most excited about yeah interestingly interestingly so we will touch on it more but we will um creative technique just coming on magic online has created some waves as well and a lot of the same hate will apply to mind's desire and that deck so you can you can cover a lot of bases with my traps and spheres and stuff like that totally you can also do like some some nasty stuff with like silence for example or restaurant you know you, you, yeah you, great you point saw, you saw a couple of those cards on several breakfast for example like yeah. even though the deck is just not very good right now um like there, there are a couple of ways to, to interact with mind's desire right like it's not completely lights out and like like when they when they banned the card like it didn't really enter the format legacy but like back then there was no fluster storm or like, there was no mind break trap writing and like when scourge came out like people had like a really tough time fighting this mind's desire i think oh and i'm trying to remember what you, you know what you guys keep going i'm actually gonna look up what people tried to find mind's desire with back then I, I know where to look like i mean scourge was the storm set right i think like every color had a storm spell like it was tendrils for black and it was like this weird land tutor thingy in green yeah. uh sprouting uh, which really, vines which yeah which is really terrible but green people, had um the one that made four four beasts a uh, hunting pack was hunting it? pack yeah, yeah really good and, and I white think, uh, was um bone shards was it or wing shards yeah, yeah wing shards wing shards, actually saw some legacy play wing shards is not too bad and then <laughs> yeah. there's like the super terrible grape shot uh, twin no, brother that... which uh, in red which only shoots creatures i think oh yeah uh okay. i don't even know what the card's called There's but it's like a three mana three mana sorcery i think in, in red and it has storm deal one yeah. damage to one target to target creature but creature only <laughs> there's reef in the graves as well which is pretty sick <laughs> that's two and a black instant return a creature from grave to your hand with storm that's kind of played in pauper oh that's not too bad okay i've tried like that with um songs of the damned and like uh what's the what's the fluctuator called yeah that's the one i don't know 
Bad, okay. bad bruise, don't go there. Yeah, <laughs> Song, Song of the Dam is the one that gives you like mana equal to the cards in your graveyard, or uh, creatures in your graveyard. Yeah, right? one yeah. black for each creature in graveyard. That is my vote for like nearly so, so ultra busted. The card feels like mm. it should be so obscenely busted, but it's just never quite there. Okay, so I actually, I, I looked up what people were doing at Pro Tools Angels 2005 back then, which is like pre-legacy. Of, actually, no, it's not even pre-legacy, but it's like in a different format. And it looks like nobody literally cared about combo in the sideboard, <laughs> uh, which makes sense because like Psyker Talk was around and like like Red Deck or Boros Deck wins and stuff like that, uh, Scepter Chant. So if I remember correctly, people played a lot of discard. Uh, people played a lot of like, in, in Psyker Talk, at least like counter magic and soft counter magic, like circular logic and stuff. So they they were either fight, fighting about like the heartbeat of spring. They would fight about like the uh, early harvest. Not so much the actual mindsy side. Like that was a case of like, oh, if this goes off, you know, it's it might already be too late anyways. So they would counter like your setup spell, which would be like a gift and given, and and that's how they did it. So there was like no dedicated like permanent hate that you get out there, and then you try to make it work. So yeah, that's that's what. It kind maybe, of worked back then. Maybe the car was fine for all this time and we just never knew because it seemed too good then. Actually, when was Mind Seasire truly busted? I mean, it was... Carmen mentions in her article that it was one of the... It's actually the the quickest banning in the history of Magic, which usually gets attributed to... Um, uh, what's it called? Me- Memory, Memory Char? Yeah. Memory Char was actually like legal for like a two it, weeks, it was, I want to say. I thought it was less than a week. I thought it was... Well, the thing is, like, we actually, you know, we we actually have a ban list episode. It's called the first six bands, where we go over the history of the first six bands. This is actually where I look would look um, to to get to fresh up on history, which I guess we also have to do because we also talk about memory char and the exact history of how and why it got banned. But I guess that's that's not really for for this episode. But check it out; uh, it's it's one of our most beloved episodes. It's one of the episodes we received the most um, uh, feedback on that people loved it. And you know, at some point, I want to do like the next history step. The, the next six bands or whatever we would call it like but the first six bands that was like a really good episode love that so yeah outside of vintage i guess we we haven't really seen it do all that crazy stuff right because it, it never really had a big chance yeah it's always been the theory behind it of what it can do um which is you know this is this is actually i just realized this is why it's so exciting to us as you mentioned right it's always been like this big average doom thing <laughs> yeah. that could come up from the deep sea and and it, it has never actually been properly unleashed on on like a format that would try to break it outside of like that that time it was an extended and yeah now we're, now we're all excited like it's yeah. coming up from the sea and it's, it's the storm is going to be big i'm going to be honest i'm just like counting down the minutes till we finish this to go and play a league with it <laughs> so. yeah same same <laughs> it's already legal right now right yeah 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 it, it is, is crazy it is. We, we can also like stop the cast right now and just just yeah, come back. as soon as we're done we're gonna like queue into each other and <laughs> I, dear, list, dear listener if, if all three of us played like mirrors who do you think would win the most have a think now Oh yeah, that's one of the most interesting. Actually, <laughs> how much is it on on Magic on Godbots? It's like, like three tickets. Three-ish. It's yeah. probably nothing. No, so it's at three point three. It buys at two uh, point. Yeah, I'll sell it to you for four if you want. Like, yeah, for all the <laughs> listeners, like if you want to buy that card and paper, like now it's still crazy cheap. It's like under under a euro, I think. So, yeah, um, like on, on card market, it's, it's like a couple of cents. A couple of cents. Increase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of these guys that like any any cards that I just like a lot, I'll have one in my collection in a binder of just right. things to look at. So I've got one, I think. Just oh, but dude, yeah, you're, but you're the true dude, collector. This is like so classic because I I don't think that anyone has more than one copy of Mindset. Well, no. Why would you want to have more than one copy of Mindset, Zaya? Like that card. Was, has never been legal in a, in a in a format where you can play four. 
Yes, right. true. I think everyone it, it looks, has one. Like, like, cause like I mean, now, the extended. Like, once again, I'm, I'm, this is one of my favorite formats. So I want to like, you know, <laughs> I want to stand for extended in 2005. I loved it. All right, <laughs> so, all right. fine. So people like you have. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I seriously, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna link it because it's one of the coolest videos that, that I ever watched where, where they have like Star Wars kids, uh, Chris McDaniel, play it. And they, they stylize him as like this absolute child prodigy and like only, I think one of the comments was, only he knows what's going on in his head right now because he was like crafting all these like minds desire gifts and given lines and stuff and nostalgic dreams. And it, it is that tournament and those videos especially that, that caught my attention, that turned me into a tournament player. And now that Mindsy Sai is coming back, I'm feeling very reminiscent of, of that time, 14 years, actually uh, 19 years. No, I'm so bad. 18 <laughs> years ago. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to link it in the show notes. Nice. Uh, other than that, um, should we should we uh, touch on what Cameron is actually saying in the, the article about why they're unbanned? Yeah, let's go. Definitely. Cool. So I'm not going to read the entire thing, but let me quote the beginning. Magic has a rich and storied history, including the fastest banned card in the history of the game, Mind's Desire. At the time of its release, Magic's threats far outweighed the power of its answers, and creatures were a much, much smaller portion of Legacy or Type 1.5 metagame. A lot's changed. Two decades have passed since Mind's Desire was banned, and at that time, creatures have become more powerful, new planeswalkers... Planeswalker cards have been introduced, and there are multiple cycles of free spells that made it much harder to be a lower a lover of storm of the storm mechanic. In the interest of making sure the combo players also get the same level of new content and strength that oh. other archetypes uh, incidentally gained through our tentpole offerings, we've decided to unban Mind's Design Legacy. What do you think about that, guys? Yeah, so the, it, it's 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 kind of like a like a little treat almost like to to the legacy community. <laughs> That's what it sounds like, right? right? Like it, like it's the same also with like Priorin. Like like both articles like kind of seem similar to me. Where like they, they didn't ban anything. But instead, you know, here here's a little, like a little goodie for you guys. Like that, that that's how it sounds, right? Because um, I I don't think that Legacy particularly needs Mind's Desire, and I also don't particularly think that Modern needs Preordain. It's just like in both formats, it's kind of like a something you know something for new brews, um, which is always obviously exciting and, and things. But um, it kind of it kind of sounds like a little like gift, you know. It's like yeah. a little present from Wizards. Totally, for sure. And they could have done more. Um, my hope is this is like the first of more things where they like say, here's this, let's see how it goes. They don't want to put like three old band cards into the format all at the same time because, you know, it creates hype for just one. Or like they want to be able to say, oh, this was a mistake. They backtrack on it, which I don't think they will have to with this. But maybe like there's another um, ban or unban window coming up in October. Maybe they let this go for a couple of months, then there's another one, or maybe it's next year still, probably is. And then maybe they unban another thing next year, and then they keep you know feeding these cards back into the format. But Yeah, they did actually mention that um, something we already speculated about, and back then we got confirmation on it on Twitter, but now it's also on the mothership, that they use these, these emergency ban list windows that they created for standard for eternal formats or la rather like non-rotating formats much more leniently right so it's it's not like an emergency ban or unban window for the the non-rotating formats but it's considered an emergency ban window for standard which yeah. otherwise would only get one burn per year right now yeah yeah so mm -hmm. all for for other formats like including modern and especially legacy like they can just do what they want at any time really and so they'll have these windows yeah. where it's more likely than not but yeah 
you, you know what's interesting to me because when when I read the the description and of legacy, it's it's kind of like the opposite of what what in parts it was the opposite of what legacy was like to me back right around 2005 six like seven ish at the beginning of the format i agree that when carmen mentions that the threats were far more powerful than the answers back then uh but i disagree that creatures were a much smaller portion of the legacy meta game um to, to me when i started the the impression i had was that legacy back then was the creature format and for example standard was much more combo focused than legacy like legacy had combo decks but they sucked uh that like <laughs> if you look back like you don't really see all that many combo decks doing well in the in the very early history of legacy and and a lot of times they were still like creature focused like you know like we talked about um uh, golden grams gamekeeper bomberman and that kind of stuff uh, if i'm trying to remember like what were the most po powerful combo decks back then or even like I guess control decks also counts. Uh, a lot of people loved Landstill, but in the grand scheme of things, Landstill wasn't nearly as good as a lot of like the the creature based decks. When we had uh, like Goblins was was a fan favorite. Uh, Thresholds became a thing and like dominated for years. And then all of these these um, that guy ailed style decks and sometimes splashing green and stuff. So I mean it doesn't really matter I guess. Um, but that that's something that that stuck out to me. Uh, but I still agree that Magic's threats back then were much more powerful than the answers. You already mentioned, right, we didn't have stuff like Mindback Trap, we didn't have stuff like uh, Flusterstorm and everything that we would use now to stop a Mind Seasire. I think the only thing keeping back Mind Seasire back then was, as you mentioned, um, it wasn't a ban list and... Stifle? Uh, yeah, Stifle was actually like pretty popular, even though only like in, a, in like basically in one and a half decks. Threshold and didn't like Team America play it sometimes? Was that more hymns? Yeah, Team America came, came well. kind of later, like five years later. Okay. Uh, but I, I guess a lot of people would still consider 2010, 11, like the beginning of Legacy. Um, yeah, that's so that, that's where I feel like see it and stuff. Yeah, there, there was sometimes, you know, you would sometimes see stifles and like Lancel list, like as a tour for something, just like a value stifle. <laughs> but anyway. Just played everywhere, wasn't it? It was just a good card that everyone played in Blue Decks. Stifle. Oh, uh, well. Well, look at your old uh, deck list. It felt like it was played more. It was randomly. more, it was more like. Uh, yeah, you saw it as like as a two of in some random value decks. Yeah, because that's that's how it worked. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I guess that's that doesn't really matter all that much for Mindseasire <laughs> today. Uh guys, one thing I think that's actually interesting, also like for listeners and for us, what what are like the the bottlenecks of of a Mindseasire deck? You, what's the biggest weakness uh, other than like the cards we already mentioned that are good against it? Like on a strategic level, what? I think one. Um, Carmen's point about Bowmasters being the format and probably punishes decks that will play My Desire is just the base level interaction you're going to have to be facing. Like Bowmasters is still absolutely everywhere in Legacy. So if you're building My Desire and you're putting like time spirals and obviously all the cantrips in your deck, you need something to deal with Bowmasters because they will be playing them game one against you. So uh, that's the base level interaction yeah. where Bowmasters might just kill you when you're going off. But if you're yeah, not playing Mind Society, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I feel like uh like um I mean Carmen already said it in her article, but like the answers are the answers are so much better than back in the day, right? Like we we, we got I, I feel like like because the threats are so powerful, like the answers also have to be powerful. Like it, it's it's kind of like nice and balanced. But mm. um there are also a lot of really good threats for like half the cost, right? For example, like Doomsday, for example, is like half the mana of Mind Desire. And um like other engines but like even like show and tell has been around for a very long time now like even even longer than uh mind desire and 
like or like even planeswalkers like Minsk and Boo, like, or like, like the one ring, you're like th those threats are absolutely devastating and like so, so then format needs a lot of good answers and and, and i'm i'm really happy that orcish bowmaster is, is still around like as, as much as the card is a little annoying sometimes but um but having bowmaster games is like super interactive i love it and um i i feel like i you know i understand, I understand when people want to do crazy stuff with mind's desire but you gotta you, you gotta understand that um most players have something to keep you in check right yeah so so, so I, I was thinking that one of the biggest weaknesses is just like this card straight up take it take the mind's desire away and then what you're gonna do yeah totally agree that's where your, your buddy music's mastery comes in but yeah yeah <laughs> see, see that, that's why we got so maybe not excited but that's why um Callum and I were immediately looking at the cards that cast stuff from the graveyard because the, the feeling is like, oh, they're going to take away um, your your big six mana payoff spell, which is like one of the most common ways to deal with like expensive payoff spells. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, they, they could also like go go ahead and just try to discard all your uh, all your mana, right? And just, just make use. Yeah. Like you sit there with yeah. like an uncastable six drop. For example. I really do think taxing spells are going to be brutal against the deck as well. Thalia, Sphere of Resistance, Thorn of Amethyst, Trinisphere. Oh, absolutely. Oh, like yeah. they're really punishing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing to point out in the deck's favor, um, this was picked up really early by everyone. Uh, Lorien Revealed is amazing in the deck, just being like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, it's, it's you know, it makes you hit your land drops and you can um, play less lands. And I think all these land cyclers are actually pretty amazing in the format. Uh, we can actually, I wanted to talk um, about them, like, yeah. to, to a very big extent on today's episode, but then then this happens. All right, let's, let's schedule the next episode. We'll talk about the, the land cyclers, because I think we could talk about them a lot. Um, uh, I think Lauren Revealed and the Troll of Kazadoom especially are incredible and going to be format staples, basically. So I mean, they, they already are. They, right? they already are. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, Lauren Revealed in this deck is just like, you know, you get to play less lands, which means less lands in the deck means better Mind's Desire hits. And then Lauren Revealed itself is a great hit off Mind's Desire because it's draw three. So Yeah, really nice. I think really you just nice. slam dunk four of them in the deck. Yeah. Like it, it kind of reminds me of like it's a, a little far fetched maybe, but like dig through time and gold like Omnitel, where like the card dig through time is like super good before um, the card show and tell into omniscience, but it's also crazy good after omniscience. Yep. And Lord revealed is not particularly like it's decent before um before you go off, but like if you flip that, holy smokes, that's that's a free ancestor recall. Cool. So we we already looked at a couple of deck lists lists online we also got like one from marcos Ewald who said he like this is the most low effort random thing he threw together so we're not gonna go too deep into this uh it's it's like a high tide version that plays as the payoff is four times per for mind Caesar. i think this is something somewhere i could see it i mean obviously it needs tuning i love that it has four Lorien revealed already um is, is this bringing back high tide maybe it's definitely an improvement yeah yeah it fixes like one of the 10 issues of the deck basically yeah right. i do love that so um it's kind of what you would think with four times power four mind desire four lauren revealed and then it's you've got your funders and brainstorms high tides dress down merchant scroll two cutting wish three turnabout and one path of negation i love three main dress downs like clearly saying i'm scared of orcish bow masters so that's the kind of thing you need to be building in mind if you're building this kind of deck Oh, that's sweet. So you go for like the end of turn dress down, untap, and then you go into the Mind's Desire. Yeah, or just cast the dress down in your turn. Randomly you can... cycling it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Dude, yeah, I, I'd be excited. Like, we, we always kept saying, like, Frantic Search would be a great addition to the deck. And now we got Mindseasy, which is, like, fixing it on the on the top end, like, not on the setup end or the middle end. But, yeah, I, I, I could see being thing. So, guys, half a year from now, you're going to call it now, half a year from now, what's going to be the impact of Mindseasy on Legacy? It's not played competitively. Um, I will I will say that it's it's going to end up being a tier 0.5 deck. Tier point five. Tier point five, so it's better than what tier one. Oh no no what what is it? No, 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 tier five or point five? I, I was gonna say like two point five. Okay. Oh two point five. Yeah, okay. two, it's gonna be like a, a two point two point. Oh my goodness, two point five. Uh, French. So it's deck basically high tide. A little better than high tide, but. Oh, yeah. dear, high tide is actually tier three. But I, like, okay. I, I, I think that there will probably be a non-high tide Mind's Desire Storm deck, like something like Ethnos and Tendrils. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. But the deck's not going to be as good as most people might think. Mm, and if I had to call it, I think I'm also saying it's not going to be played competitively, but it's still going to see play here and there. I mean, people that, that, that never stopped people from playing certain decks, right? So yeah. you'll, you'll see it in the format. And you wouldn't be completely surprised to see in the format, but, but I think... But in you, six you're... months? Huh? But in six months? I think in six months you won't see it, like, in any challenges results. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I don't, that, that's what I mean, like, with played competitively, right? Okay, so yeah, people yeah. will, like, play it randomly, like, in paper. In leagues, and... you'll come... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a crazy fun card to, to stream, though. So, uh... I'm so yeah. excited that they are yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it's going to give us so many great streams. Oh, dude. <laughs> It can <laughs> <laughs> and like like i think calamar mentioned it in the beginning i, I love the precedent it sets where they yeah. they're actually looking at stuff and you know here's here's the hoping survival of the fittest let's go <laughs> and and don't take this as us being yeah negative like saying that we don't think it's that good or we'll like have a big competitive um element to it it's still a, an awesome awesome unbanned because it's a like loads of people love this card it's a kind of fan favorite i would say to an extent uh, brings about great memories, a lot of nostalgia, or the people that haven't played with it before be like, oh my god, this is crazy. And um, yeah, as, as I said earlier, it's just one of the most exciting ones they could have chosen because yeah. Earthcraft would have just been so boring. All right. <laughs> also, all, all this, this is like for all the listeners, like this is like your moment to shine to prove to prove uh, that you are such a better brewer than the three of us monks. So uh, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's prove. Just us go wrong. out there, you know. Just 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 get some get some cards and synergies together, and just come back and. Um, you know, present us yeah your, your bruce your wild bruce you know what i would love to have heard or like would be able to know how was that conversation brought up at wizards of the coast it's like i guess carmen woke up one day and be like i'm gonna unbend mine to Cyan legacy and then like she walks into the office she's like okay i, I get this idea hear me out <laughs> I, I i really wonder how these talks come about i guess they might have like scheduled meetings where everybody like has some thoughts and then they already arrive like being ready for for somebody to suggest something or is it like completely out of the blue hey let's do this yeah, I, my guess is they talked about every single card and there was some quick ones like Black Lotus, obviously you don't talk about, but like they take all the potentials and they go through it and then they discuss what they want it to do, what the Unban wants to do. And so they- like, I, like we did in January, like the, the episode we did, the Unban episode. Yeah, yeah. I think they probably they probably got together and talked about every single one saying, I mean, the fact that they have Unbanned, it means that they were having these discussions about the format itself. And so if they were like, what does the format want? I think they could have come to the same conclusion of we want it to be something more exciting than just a bad card. So <laughs> I, I wonder what's next in line. And yeah. I, I love that you mentioned like right, Earthcraft would be like 
okay, whatever. Dude, we've been joking about Earthcraft for such a long time. What if it like gets unbanned in like two years and then completely destroys legacy and like it never recovers? And we're like, oh my god. We Before we know. carry on, I have to just say sorry, Alex, who's probably listening to this. Is Alex is one of our friends from London and he loves Enchantress and he loves Earthcraft. So sorry, Alex. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Shout out to Alex Enchantress, amazing. My first legacy deck. Oh yeah, he's Love the biggest Enchantress fan I've ever met in my life. First article I ever wrote. Nice. <laughs> so he, here's another exciting deck and something we would have also ex- talked about. I guess we can also like talk about it a little bit more um, right here, right now. And that is Mississippi River. <laughs> and Mississippi River has flooded Magic Online and completely destroyed Magic Online. And it also <laughs> almost top aided the energy series legacy went that we talked about, I think like two or three episodes ago, where it was already played in paper. Uh, I think we explained the deck in that episode. So if you want to go back to, I want to say like two episodes ago, two or three, you can see it in the show notes where we talk about it and explain the entire deck. But Callum, can you can you give us like a very quick rundown uh, for somebody who has never heard about Creative Technique and Mississippi River as a deck? Yep. So Creative Technique is a sorcery for four, four colorless and one red mana, so five total. Um, it says, I'm going to, <laughs> it says, it says shuffle your library, reveal cards from top of your library until you reveal a non-land uh, I don't actually have it in front of me. Do you have it in front of you? Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, basically, you, much... you flip cards until you reveal a non-land, then you can cast up that pink as mana cost. And your opponent does the same. Or oh, no, you do that. Okay, you, you know what? You know what? I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then you reveal cards on top of your library until you reveal a non-land, and then you can cast up that pink as mana cost. And there's this ability called Demonstrate. And when you cast Creative Technique, you can have your opponent copy it. If you do, you copy it as well. So you get two Creative Techniques, they get one. And then the idea of the deck is... The whole deck is all Cascaders with six mana or uh, or, or higher. So you could, every time you cast a Cascader, you always hit a Creative Technique. And then you get two more Creative Techniques, which will then hit more six mana cost or higher Cascaders. So like Master and Wanderer, Apex Devastator, Boarding Party, Aurora Phoenix, Sweet Gum Recluse, and Sakashima's something. And most of you <laughs> like Prodigy. Prodigy, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's another six mana thing and it can copy something and came into play this turn. Okay. So the, yeah, like you mentioned, the whole idea is we have only Cascaders that are six mana or higher. So the, the, more, the most expensive or the more expensive the first cascader you cascade into is the more you know additional cascade triggers you're gonna get because then you keep going down so if you only hit like a six mana one you're eventually gonna get another creative technique so if you if you really want to know what this does and why there's uh t-bolt's trickery and throws of chaos in cyborg which is completely mind-blowing technique i've never seen something like this go back to the episode two or three episodes ago where we go very much into detail about all of this but what this does is you literally here for single mission in this deck you want to cast creative technique it's super hard to counter because you demonstrated so you you get two copies and they have to counter both copies uh, you also play a lot of basically soul lands like we, we even play the was it like invasion fetch lands if i remember correctly yeah so tinder farm mm-hmm. self-event yeah, yeah. I, I watched the finals of the last Legacy Challenge on Saturday, um, and the opponent in the finals literally got, went went first and went like, Cypher went, go. Like, what, what do you think? Like, if you're in the finals of the Legacy Challenge, the opponent plays like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, something that's really cool is you can try to cast the six mana Cascaders, which then cascade into creative technique. So you don't necessarily need to have it in the opening hand as, as long as you get to like six mana and have one of your... I want to say like 12 or something, uh, 11, 6 mana spells, or technically even 7 mana spells, but then like it gets a little crazy. You know what I love about this? Because shoutouts, first of all, to Sean Goddard, who used this deck to win the Legacy Challenge. 
Do you know why there's only three copies of Creative Technique in that deck and not four? Oh yeah, he just couldn't get them. He literally couldn't find the fourth copy. Yeah. Really? Is that the re- Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he, he managed to snipe three from Mana Traders in the morning somehow. I'm surprised they had it and available to rent, honestly. But yeah, he managed to get three and then he just couldn't get the fourth one in time for the challenge. Doesn't matter. Still wins anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which is oh so funny because God. the whole deck is completely based around the single card. And he's like, oh, okay, let's uh, yeah. just like cut 25 copies. Yeah. Any, <laughs> anyone that doesn't know Sean, uh, he's just unbelievably good at every single thing in Magic he touches. Uh, he was, he, I think he lost two win-ins in a row the last Pro Tour. And he always comes to LLMs and does well. He's like top eight with Esper Lutri and stuff. Like he is a guy that just loves magic. So he'll play like the weird wacky stuff, but is actually just a complete crusher as well. He's won two Mox Opens online as well, which is insane. So yeah, it's it's no surprise to see him win a challenge, but um, off the bat with three creative technique as well, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so yeah I, I, to, to finish the thought so you you end up with a bot full of like random six seven eight nine ten mana creatures sometimes an cool if you hit it off on one of the creative techniques they usually like all get haste because you have maelstrom vendor on there and then you just attack for the win it's mm-hmm. it's literally as easy right. i think the deck plays like 39 lands it's completely crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah god 39 lands and yeah. so many soul lands yeah have, have like, you seen apex devastator before I uh, play I play Apex, Apex Devastator and Commander there. <laughs> even even then it's it's pretty good. But like it's <sighs> like dude like com- Magic Online completely crushes. I think like when, like I played against this deck on Magic Online this morning mm. and I felt absolutely like I played um, Golgari like a uh, fiend artisan else whatever. But like nothing like nothing I played t- had any text against this deck. Like no collector oof. Thoughties didn't matter because because they're just gonna cut cascade in another creative technique, um yeah and like endurance like all the like usual usual cards that um attack legacy or even like bowmaster really didn't didn't do much against this deck. No, right? they're completely helpless. It doesn't. Yeah, draw, draw oh, any cards. This so. yeah like this. This is like just completely shits on all those like regular legacy pillars. Like even even like the the usual. I guess what's real, what's kind of good is like wasteland because like wasteland is. "Quote unquote," like a real time walk against this deck, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Magus of the Moon also. Well, it it kind of it slows them down, right? Quite, by quite a lot. But by a few <laughs> turns, yeah. But like you, you better win with that Magus in like what in the three four turns you gain. I mean, you you we basically tell them you, the, the earliest you can win is turn six, turn five, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not right. the thing that stops them, but it's it's a great card to put in against them if you have like a reasonable quick clock. Like it basically buys you extra turns. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, this, this deck is just absurd. Like it kind of reminds me of the the um, very first Gyruda deck when when it when it came out and when the companion rule was still like the old one. Where oh you, god, you could like cast it straight away. Yeah, because like this deck, this Mississippi Re- um, River deck, like all every I think every single spell except Emrakul the Thorn cascades into creative technique. Yeah. So like all you gotta need is like an opening of like six lands and one. Literally one spell in your deck, right? Because uh, that whatever that spell is, except Ember Cool, like it, it's gonna cascade into creative technique in any way. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and and counter magic can only do so much about it because we also have like the throws of chaos and Tibet's trickery engine, where they can literally do it every single turn oh until you like either like remove throws of chaos from the graveyard yeah. or like you counter all of the creative techniques, which is like so hard. It's so, may, yeah, may I tell you like a little secret? Yeah, just kill them before they do their thing. Probably Seriously. right. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I don't think that you can out control this deck. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you guys think this guy, this deck actually had legs? Because when we saw it like get a ninth place at the NRG tournament, I felt like, yeah, I mean, it's cute. And like it has been theorized for quite a while in Magic Online. We saw it like very rarely on paper events. But it's probably not that good. But now with all like the frustration I see against it on Twitter and like what you just mentioned that you felt like helpless, is this like real? I don't so, think it's that good. I think it's quite weak to Wasteland. And with people packing hate for Mind's Desire, it's going to be hitting... It has four Otawara and like two Besages, so it can beat Spheres and stuff. But I think it right. does have some easy ways to attack the deck. Yeah, like either, either Swan Cannon is like, like those kind of cards. Like, yeah. what's it called? Deafening Silence. You know, like those kind of cards yeah. are, are going to be absolutely cru- um, you know, like on the crushing side, right? Like you... you this because there are no cantrips in this deck and there's there are no ways to to find anything like particular like tutor effects mm-hmm. your top decks are are pretty pretty brutal i think i like how um, it actually has counter spells like in the in the form of mirror shell crap in the sideboard which you can like channel basically like cycle and if you do <laughs> you 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 can counter i think you can mana leak something right Callum, you know these cards the crab yeah. Yeah, it's two in a blue to d- discard it, then you can mana leak a spell or an ability. Oh, so it's not cycle, so you don't draw an extra card. So it's literally like three yeah. mana mana leak. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it, it's like seven mana total. But you can mana leak an ability as well. It's quite cool. It's, it's like a stifle or a, or a mana leak. Dude. Dude, I, tro- I trophied with it in Painter. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Yeah, that's so that's why like, I was asking you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never actually welded it in, but I uh, threatened to, and I hardcast it a few times. I beat DNT by hardcasting <laughs> and then copying it with uh, Fable. <laughs> cool. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, I, I I'm excited to see the stack in action, but I could see like hating playing against it because like the decks I usually like to play there are also like pretty bad against it. Also, notably, I think Thorn of Amethyst doesn't really do anything except for making the creative technique more expensive, right? Yeah, but the first yeah. one costs six, and then the next cascade that hits it makes it pay one more oh, again. Oh, yeah, you, you still have to pay for the extra one. So yeah. you, it's it, it's probably going to leave you like in a bad state, but it's not going to kill they'll, you right they'll away. They'll still have like a big creature or two. And so... Apex, Devastator, 10-10, let's uh, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, you, you definitely want Sphere against them. I am going to be packing four Mobit Traps in my in my <laughs> sideboard for a little bit, I think. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Actually, look, Paint is okay, a cute little guy. Out. He just wants to survive. Does, does mind pack trap actually work all the way against them? Yeah. Why not? So they cast creative technique and they demonstrate it. Yeah. And then the first one resolves. No, they all go in the stack. So at some point, there's three creative techniques, one for you and two for the opponent, if they're the opponent. And you could just remove all of them apart from yours. Yeah, but then the creature's already in play, right? No, no, the creature's on the stack. So they cast, say they cast the Phoenix, which is six banner. It cascades. It, it's, it's still no, in the no, stack. No, yeah, let's, let's say they cast a creative technique. Okay. Okay, and then they demonstrate it, and then oh, the first they... copy. Of... Yeah, okay, so they get. Uh... They get a couple of creatures. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not only, like, they, they get, like, several creatures even. Yeah, fine, I'm playing fourth Spear of Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, that, that's another deck that, like, really got me excited, and that's Crusher Bot B Cheese oh, deck, yeah, that's, deck that Sean beat in the finals. And I didn't even know how to call this. I want to call this, like,. Red Affinity Burn? No, it's it's being it's got the best deck name you've ever heard in your life. Coined by someone on Twitter. I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name, but someone called it Eight Blast. Eight Blast? Like Eight Blast. <laughs> eight Blast. <laughs> oh, and it's totally like not an Eight Blast. Like you, it's not the kind of Eight Blast you would no, expect. No, it has full. Actually... It has full Galvanic Blast, full Shrapnel Blast. It's got Eight <laughs> Blast. So crazy. Eight Blast. Like, I, I watched the finals on uh, uh, from inside the client and. 
when I saw Galvanic Blast, I was already excited, like experimental synthesizer and stuff. But then at, at some boy, uh, in some game, Crusherbot actually played Shrapnel Blast, and I was like, what Hell year yeah. is this? I, I, I think actually Shrapnel Blast is a kind of, you should actually mention what it does because some people might not know it. I think it's like a colorless and a red instant. As an additional cost, sacrifice an artifact and these five damage to any target. Yeah. What a baller card. It was so good in standard for the mirrors, I remember that. I um when Phyrexian Dragon came in, came out, I played some leagues with like two Shrapnel Blasts, four Gal Blasts, um, with four dragon engines, and then like reanimates and unearths all that stuff. And it was pretty sweet actually. Um, I won lots of games by just blasting people out. So seeing this is not that surprising. Um, do you want to go through the deck list though? Because it's pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. new. I think it's pretty straightforward. It plays basically four Chrome Mox, four Mox Opal, four Retrofitter Foundry, one Shadow Spear to find of Saga, three Experimental Synthesizer. Uh, for those who don't know, that's uh, an artifact, a rat. When it enters the battlefield or leaves the battlefield, you exile the top card of your library and until an attorney may play it. And you can also sacrifice it for two colorless and a red, and then you get a 2-2 two, two white samurai creature token with Vigilance, and you can only do that as a sorcery. So I guess that's like another thing you can sacrifice to the Shrapnel Blast, or to the four copies of Breyer's Apprentice, which I feel like very much makes or breaks the deck. It's like basically the engine. You have four Ornithopters, which work very well with uh, Retrofitter Foundry. You have four Fable of the Mirror Breakers, which is basically keeping the deck together. And then for lands, you have four Great Furnace, four Wasteland, which I was surprised about, four Mountain, four Words of Saga, and four Shattergirl Smashing, which is like the multi-mode double-faced color. I never knew what these abbreviations stand for. Like the thing you you can like take three damage or like play it as a tapped and help me out. I never know. Like it, it's, it's like the, the fireball thingy. <laughs> 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 so that's the main deck. Like it's pretty aggressive. Very aggressive. Uh, yeah, you you can like make like early assaults with like Onithopter and Retrofitter Foundry. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I mean it, it's the ninja engine, right? Ninjas I, also yeah. used to do that. I was about to say I lose to the ninjas a lot just from those starts. It's very powerful. Like I, I want to say like four. I lose to that way more often than I lose to the actual like you know ninjas oh, connecting and doing me too, tricky things. Me too. It's it's really frustrating. It's like God damn it, they have the Onithopter every time. <laughs> you never think you can say that. Uh, because I think I've seen one or two of these shells before, but like it didn't have Fable and it didn't have Chromox as well. So, God, Chromox doesn't have a lot of things to imprint. It has. It cannot imprint artifacts. So no, it's got imprint... 20, 20 cards you can imprint. I guess that's okay. But you don't get much choice from it. What is it actually? What is Chromox doing for us? I guess it gives us quicker Fables and Breyers, is that all? Yeah, and like bigger sagas and stuff. Um, also, also allows, allows you to play Saga on the first turn, I guess. Yeah. Someone also on Twitter like said. Crusherbot is someone that's never never afraid of Meltdown X equals one, ever. <laughs> Which is so true. So anyone knows that Crush that doesn't know Crusherbot, they have been playing like Hammer Time and Legacy for ages. And like at the beginning, they would come like you know fifteenth, twentieth in the challenge, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's pretty quaint." And then he started top eighting, and then he started winning, and then he's just done incredibly well with Hammer and put Hammer on the map in Legacy. It's completely him. And now here he is with this deck, which I've seen shells like this before. Um, it's definitely an iteration on it. Um, it the Chromox is basically the new thing that I've seen. but And, and the Fable, as, as I mentioned before. But he's just incredibly good with these kind of like artifact synergy things and just incredibly good at dodging Meltdown, I think. <laughs> Dude, you, you gotta give him some credit because yeah. I spotted two welding charts on the sideboard, okay? <laughs> you know what? That's fair enough, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I guess, honestly, like, I guess I, I was wondering what they are doing, and I only just now realized, I guess they are there to protect, protect like, I was going to say a big construct, but actually then there's nothing else to make the construct big anymore. Yeah. So that's probably not it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, I'm really curious what they do. I mean, technically they can protect like a graph digger's cage, but that's surely not what, yeah. what we're doing here. I think it's just like, it, it's not for a very specific thing, but as people bring in more artifact removal, mm. it's just going to be useful. Yeah, like it kind of reminds me of like the good, good old days when, when people played like random spells guides in the, in the sideboard, just because just yeah. like mm -hmm. people play like more removal. Definitely. Quick, definitely. quick question, which creature type is spells guide? Um, horror. Horror? Yeah, you got it. Yes! <laughs> two out of two. Easy. 10 points for Gryffindor. <laughs> Here we go. Cool. Yeah, that, that's another deck. I'm actually super excited to play something like this. I, I loved like, the idea of being aggressive early on, and then like as you run out of steam, you literally go like, okay, Gavenic Blast, Trapple Blast, GG. Yeah. You, you know, how many people must have been blown out by like that? I mean, look, if you're making a 4-4 turn 1 off your Ornithopter and your Foundry, uh -huh. and then like putting this pressure from like Saga, Fable, Brea's Apprentice and stuff, you're going to chip damage them down. And then these blasts can absolutely finish them off. So it's like four mm -hmm. shuttle blasts, full gal blasts, as we said, and full lightning bolt as well. So there's a lot of reach. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like people just might not um, respect the, the the reach out of this deck, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I can I can totally imagine how the Crusher bot just got away, like quote unquote away with a, a lot of games just because like opponents like maybe use the ancient tomb so often or... I don't know, when, when like too deep with any like Street Wave or like it reanimate their um, Troll of Castle Doom shenanigans, right? And they already went down to like Ooh. almost like 10 life or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you like, just like blast them twice and that that's the game. Yeah, lo losing um, life is very popular in Legacy right now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like, I, I've seen so many games. Like, I, I watched quite a few of, of Crusher Bots games, and a lot of games literally came down to just like randomly blowing the opponent out of Skyvanic Blast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> so, if you guys had to play something in the next league, is it going to be a Mind Seasire deck? Is it going to be Mississippi River? Or is it going to be, what do you call this? 8 Blast? 8 Blast, yeah. Oh, uh, loving it. It's such a good name. As I said, it's someone on Twitter. Um, I need to shout them out. But yeah, I didn't come up with it myself, but it's, it's oh, an awesome name. Um, I'm, I'm going one. to play Mind Seasire as soon as we finish. Damn, that was my answer. Holy smokes. Oh, okay. I, I, I just, slow, I, bro. Dude, dude, like, I just don't want to play that Shrapnel Blast deck. That's just, like, not my cup of tea. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, mine's is high. I just entered the format. I want to cast Shrapnel Blast. <laughs> well, but Kai, yeah, I, just, I just so you know, we, we could play the same deck at the same time. It's yeah, and still be friends. Here. Yeah. No, no. So is there like any way where you can go, let's say, uh, Quicken, Mind Seasire, but that doesn't really do all that much for you, like, does it? That's actually terrible. pretty horrible. <laughs> like, why, like, why are you trying to break this card? Well, in, the, in, in, your, in your opponent's turn, you go, like, they make Storm Counts, then they cast their Mind Design. In response, you cast yours, then you can't cast oh, any of your sorceries, goodness. and then you die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quicken, the one card. Like, when I was back in school and, and I wanted to, like, break stuff, it was always like, okay, first of all, we Quicken. Like, no, Julian, please don't. Not, not a Quicken story again. But yeah, I, I loved it so quicken. much. I loved it so much in 2012, 13, right? We, or rather, 13, 14, when we were in, uh, I want to say, Ikoria or something. There was this Esper control deck. And it literally would do Quicken Supreme Verdict because it also <laughs> wants to get, yeah, it also wanted to get rid of attacking Muta Walls. Oh yeah, that was also during the time where they went um, Planner Cleansing, Quicken's Planner Cleansing as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was yeah. the two versions of it. There was the Supreme like, Verdict one and there was the Detention Sphere one that couldn't play Planner Cleansing. Oh, it's yeah. like, what's wrong with you guys, seriously? <laughs> like, <laughs> Quicken yeah. into Supreme, that, that, oh man. That was, Dude, that I was, was playing in like, the, yeah. 
I was playing like in one of the German, I want to say like, I played in German Nationals or something, or National Qualify, I don't remember. And I lost to a guy playing that deck with like a propeller head. And like, he was also like behaving, no. like, like he was like not that experienced. And as it turned out, he actually won the, I think he either won or like went to the finals and represented Germany. And it turns out he was like really good. And I was wondering whether he just was wearing that stupid cap with like the propeller on top to, to give the impression of somebody who has no idea what he was doing. To this day, I'm wondering about that because I didn't give him a lot of credit. And I think that might have actually influenced the way I played the game. But that was, yeah, 11 years ago. He got, he got you. <laughs> yeah, he, he might have very much got me. <laughs> uh, guys, do we, do we call it a day here? Do we, do we go our mind so. CCIR's ways now? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Go ahead. I'm going to have a field day trying to come up with like a, a title for this episode. Yeah, happy brewing, happy yeah. desiring. <laughs> oh, that, that's the that's the worst oh, title God. I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> happy brewing, <laughs> but maybe it's good. Let, let us know, like in in the comments, like on Twitter. Let us know on at Eternal MTG whether you like the title that I picked or Happy Brewing, which Kai favors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Preordain cast. Oh, yes. cast. Do you know, maybe we, we just like make a random. Like cast. we, we like... barely talked about modern and preordain, but hey. <laughs> well, now we're a modern podcast, right? So, yeah. Oh yeah, I totally always forgot. have been. Yeah, always have been. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, people, if you want to leave a review for us, uh, you can do that. So on Apple Podcasts, you can do that on Spotify, and we are always excited to get new ones. We always share them, and everybody's super happy. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Everyday Channel. Join the family, hit the Discord, and. With that, I think we're going to call it our day. Uh, big shout-outs to everybody supporting us, especially our Eternal Witness tier supporters, Alex Crow, Tim Everett, Testacula, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Cooper, Cassandra Davis, Tom Tischka, Benedict Gruban, Severin Schwarzuber, and our Grizzlebrand tier. Well, what's the Apex Predator tier? We're, we're going to oh, find out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bat, Scott Monroe, Tom Hepp, Kane, Ian Seyfeld, and Colonoscopy. See you again next time when Mind's Desire has completely annihilated the format has been emergency banned along with creative technique. I'm gonna and really eight blast is ruling the format. Hell yeah. I can't Heck wait yeah. for that. See ya. Bye bye. Bye. See ya.